people say to me, you know, I've belonged to many gyms in my life and I've never received a call from the gym if they didn't want money, if my credit card was, did, was declined, <laughs> or if they were running some special. But never to say, hey, we haven't seen you and we miss you and we hope to see you soon. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan, your host, and you can reach me as always, John at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. I have the husband and wife team that run Body by X Skill Development and Training Center in Marin County joining me today. And we're going to hear from them some different perspectives of, you know, the idea about starting a studio and then how that studio is designed, both from a look and feel, but actually to the point of some of the classes that they're offering. So joining me is Xavier and Nadia McClinton. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you, John. Thanks for having us. Thanks, John. Oh, you're very welcome. So quickly tell me, what was the impetus of your new studio? Well, I shouldn't say new. You've been at it for how long? 26 years. And okay, but your, your, stu- your studio. Well, the studio's been at it for three years now. Okay. And what was it that made you decide to start your own studio? The idea of, of having my own studio was, was always in place, but with the change in the economy here in Marin, with real estate going down, um, the business model of a 4,000-square-foot facility that was now attainable. Uh, additionally, I was really unhappy working in other people's studios because I had an idea of how I thought it should go, and it wasn't really going that way in those other places, and I, I thought I could make things more successful inviting to people. To be clear, what triggered this was the fact that uh, your leasing costs got something that was attainable? Yes. You know, the market here was is very expensive. One of the, the most expensive counties, top three in the, in the nation. But with the real estate market dropping down, it made it attainable to get a 4,000 square foot facility, which would allow us to open with a lower rent. But you have a very comprehensive background in fitness. Yes. 26 years I've been in the business working as an independent contractor uh, in different facilities, also in places like Pixar Studios, uh, which I was there for about seven years. Okay. And you needed a business partner. <laughs> I, needed a wi- I needed a wife first. Got it. And she conveniently is going to be I your business partner. I'm oh, sorry. Then I figured she'd be a good business partner. <laughs> exactly. So, Nadia, give me some understanding of your background then. Uh, I come from the world of technology. I was a, uh, worked in sales and account management for a software company before Xavier came home one day and said, we need to open our own fitness center. <laughs> and I said, great. Sounded fabulous to me. And I really wanted to play a part in, in what we created. I'm new to the fitness world. I had never been to a gym before I met my husband seven years ago. I was actually very gym phobic. And uh, he changed my life and my body. <laughs> 
I, I don't even know where to go with that. <laughs> okay, so Xavier, you came home and said, I want to start a studio. What was your response, Nadia? I'm not an entrepreneur by nature, so there's, there was part of me that was definitely worried. Um, so I wanted to really understand what his model was, and we spent a lot of time talking about his vision and, and how I could play a role and what my visions were, and we were really on the same page. I mean, n- number one for us was to create a, an environment that is welcoming and safe, and there's just an energy about what we've created. And that's what's sort of difficult to translate into words because when you walk into our fitness center, there's a feeling and it's exactly what we wanted. And it's just really positive and warm. People always say they're amazed when they walk in the door, there's always one of us to greet them and make them feel welcome. Can you describe that in more detail? (laughs) Yes. It's difficult to describe. Um, How would you describe it? First of all, I think when you walk into most facilities, there's a, a sterile feeling because mostly it almost feels like a hospital, you know, with the walls all white and, uh, and not very, not very inviting in that respect, but our walls are anything <laughs> other than white. Um, the color scheme here is largely purple, um, with trims and black and gray. And one of the most terrific things you see when you first walk in is a mural that has graffiti on it with a basketball court on a wall. It says Body by X Skill Development and Training Center and old school graffiti, which is probably, like I said, about 30 by 30 feet high and about 30 feet wide. And it just screams fun. And I have to tell you, John, this graffiti wall was one area where Xavier and I didn't quite agree. Huh. Um, I don't know if you know much about Marin County, but it's pretty white. <laughs> Okay. And the idea of putting graffiti on the wall to me was a statement that I was worried uh, Marin pe- Marinites would not understand. Um, in addition to the big graffiti, it's got tags like names of all the people in our family and all the people that matter to us. So it's really a statement. Um, but I didn't agree. And I have to say, it's probably one of the most significant things about our center. And as Xavier said, people feel so welcome and, and, and struck by it when they come in the door. The other thing I wanted to tell you was that, I mean, purple has become our identity, our brand. And the walls, most of the walls are purple. And we almost always wear purple, even when we go out. And it's become, I mean, people will stop us on the street and say, what's up with the purple? And it's a conversation starter. It's really, you know, I, I understand the importance of branding, having worked in, in software, but it's huge. And it's really, um, it's really helped us. Because purple is not a common color. <laughs> it's becoming more common. Right. Goes, well, and then, so why not make a brand out of it? <laughs> exactly. It kind of goes with me because I'm kind of uncommon too. <laughs> okay. Nadia, before we started recording, you had explained that you took your perspective of, as you described earlier, as gym phobic and tried to incorporate that into the design of your studio. Mm-hmm. How does that, uh, what does that look like? I think, again, the colors are warm and reflect that. Um, the layout of the center, there's not a, you know, a front desk. It's, it's just you come in and it's open. The equipment is set up in such a way so it's not like rows of machines. The equipment um, actually is lined up all around this basketball court, which is the center. Um, 
and then our even our offices are just like in my office I have a an old antique desk from Singapore and uh, an armoire from Maui and you know pieces that reflect who I am and Xavier's office is lined with Pixar posters that are autographed by you know famous directors and producers um, it's just it's almost like coming into our home our living room and and I think that's inviting and, and welcoming for people okay because what you were as I understand or what I'm hearing is that you wanted to make certain that you created an atmosphere uh, not for the typical gym rat, but more for someone who would be uh, a bit apprehensive of walking. Absolutely. That was absolutely my goal. Um, and I, and I think we've done that, but yeah, I was so nervous about it because I really, um, I, I can't even go to a gym now. I mean, I just find them just to be horrible, horrible places. So, Everything we've done is, is, I think, the antithesis of that. You have quite a complement of group fitness classes that you're offering. And, you know, I'm looking at your website. You've got, what is Fly Gym? Fly Gym um, is a class that incorporates the use of swings that are made of like a jersey material that are suspended from the ceiling. And we use them to do a lot of core building and upper body strength building and stretching. So it's kind of a combination of Pilates and yoga in the air. Did you guys have a video of that? I'd like to show that. Uh, you know, I think we do. I'll, I can get that to you. But you're also, and this is a podcast about indoor cycling, <laughs> you guys also have indoor cycling classes. What kind of bikes are you using? Livestrong. The E series, the S series. Okay. All right, good. And then I also understand that you have the MyRide video system. Yes. Tell me about that. We have that projected on a 110 by 100 projection screen. And to give people the feeling in HD that they're riding in the Swiss Alps or in Italy somewhere is just breathtaking. And when you put that with a terrific sound system and you're affecting both the, the audio and the visual senses, it really takes people away when they're inside riding a bike, but giving them an outside feeling. Now, Nadia, you were explaining to me earlier that you're not only doing the books and everything else there, but you're actually one of the instructors. Can you tell me first, where did you get your certification? From the Indoor Cycling Group. Oh, you did? Okay. And and did you go over to San Francisco? And uh, I did it all, most of it online, but yes, in San Francisco as well. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Um, my wife Amy's going through that right now. And oh, great. She had a bunch of ACCs that she needed to, ah. to <laughs> come up with here in relatively a hurry. <laughs> okay. So tell me, your time as a fitness instructor is limited, yes. I'm guessing. Yeah. Okay. And, and um, you were explaining to me offline that you have a somewhat unique perspective of teaching your class. Can you explain that? Yes. Um, so I took my first cycling class here at Body Bikes from another instructor in August of 2011. And I was instantly hooked um, and, and really enjoyed taking classes. And my husband's an instructor and always enjoyed his class. Um, but but I, I did feel like because so many of our members are new to the fitness world that it would be nice to have a little bit more of an introductory class or a class where, you know, we weren't getting our heart rates up quite so high. I also based that on my um, experience doing metabolic assessments. I've been doing those ever since we opened the center. 
And those are about understanding people's metabolism and creating custom programs to really help them reach their goals. Most of the time, the goal is to lose weight. And people don't understand that to really lose weight, you don't actually have to work so hard. You just have to work smarter. So you have to work in lower heart rate zones because that's where you burn the fat. When you get your heart rate up into zones four, five, and six, you're burning carbohydrates. So again, for weight loss in particular, it's really important to work in those lower heart rate zones. Very difficult to convince athletes or people who have been training for a long time to sometimes slow it down. But for the newcomers, um, they welcomed that idea. So for my class, the goal is to keep your heart rate somewhere between 60 and 80% of its max or somewhere between 6 and 8 on a perceived exertion scale. And because I don't have what I call sweat energy in the room, which is what you know you have when you're working at a higher intensity and you get your heart rates up high, what, what you get in my husband's class, I needed to create some way to have energy and to, to just create sort of I, I guess energy is the best word, to create energy in the room. So I decided to use my ride as a way to have some fun. So to, to keep people involved and to create energy in my classes, I decided to use my ride in a different way. And so I not only show the videos on screen, but I talk about where we are in a given song or, or ride. And um, everything from interesting historical facts about the location to trivia. I've taught so many classes now that I've even had to go beyond that. And sometimes I'll talk about funny um, things about, about the state that we're in, not just the, the actual location, the park, or I'll go to dumb laws from the state of Maine, for example. I mean, there's so many fun things that you can find on the internet now. Or an example um, of something I've said recently is a, we did a ride in Bern, Switzerland, and I um, told the class that Baron is home to Toblerone chocolate and Ovaltine, things like that. Just funny things that, you know, distract people. Um, you know, we talk a lot about <clears throat> how my ride and music together really make people work harder or work smarter. And, and I think, you know, my trivia just adds another element to that, my fun. Um, I also talk about the music that we're listening to. I really like to credit the artists. Um, I try to find new and unique music. Um, by upcoming artists, I'll often do, um, and I'll share information about, about the artists themselves. And then at the end of my class, when we're doing our cool down, I always have some interesting fitness uh, tip to share with them. So my last class, I talked about people's metabolisms and different tips and different ways they could improve them or make their metabolisms more efficient. So I, I think it's a unique class in that, again, people think about indoor cycling as going 120 miles an hour and sweating and getting your heart rate up for an hour. And, and my class is, is not like that. So you're taking what you have from a visual perspective and then adding additional context exactly. through your own research. Yes. Trying to make a, a more of a, an experience. Exactly. Than, yeah. Here's the video. Let's go, go, go. Exactly. I think my class is a, is a definite experience. The system is not inexpensive. Uh, help me understand your thought process when you decided to, to add that to your studio. Everything about us is unique. I think we were the third fitness center, third business to install my ride. We are all about state-of-the-art and you know, cutting technology. That's what I really like to bring in the technology into the gym world. I think it's one of the slowest industries to do that um, because of my background. And I just thought it was so exciting to be able to bring the outdoors inside. Um, 
and, and it was worth the investment to us. We felt like because we are the only ones in Marin County to have MyRide, it really set us apart. Are you seeing some tangible financial results from having it? Yes, I would say yes. I feel that we have people who have joined because of it. And what I mean by that is the way our, our business model is structured, you could either become a member or you could do drop-ins or you become a member and all classes are included, including indoor cycling. So people have come, taken that class, and as a result, bought a series which got them started you know, into the class or being able to come more, more often and then joined as a result. And our, our membership model, I think, is unique. I, I might be wrong, but 99% of our members actually join for a year. And we, I really like that model because it makes people realize that you know, change takes time and it's not a month-to-month kind of thing. It's, it's a lifetime. So you know, a year, to me, makes, makes more sense and our, our members really get that. You know, that's interesting. Do you have some people that are hesitant of making that long of a commitment? Yes. And then we talk to them and explain why we've structured it that way and that it's not about, you know, again, change is difficult and it takes time. And, you know, you've got to, you've got to kind of make that commitment to yourself. And if I just may add, we also priced it. So to not join for a year, it costs more to, to go month to month. And what we explain to them is just that, that if you, she mentioned earlier, which if, if you want to make a change in your body physically, you have to make the commitment. So we actually will penalize you if you don't make the commitment. Okay. Well, you know, that's good. And people love to be, uh, or love to have some external influence to help them. How do you communicate with your members? That's a great question, John. <laughs> well, this, this uh, actually is very unique, more so than the, the one-year commitment. For example, and one of, our, one of our, um, our associates thought that we should charge for this, but we don't. And that is, if you don't show, say, for three or four days or you miss a class or two, we actually text you. And in, just inquire where you've been and that we haven't seen you. And I've had, if not once, a hundred p- times people say to me, you know, I've belonged to many gyms in my life and I've never received a call from the gym if they didn't want money, if my credit card was, did, was declined, <laughs> or if they were running some special. But never to say, hey, we haven't seen you. And we miss you, and we hope to see you soon. Such a simple thing, and yet it's, as you're telling me this, it's just completely profound. (laughs) Well, again, it's using technology, though, um, to really reach out and make people feel welcome. And and it's amazing. I I often will do that, and people will be, as you are, shocked. You know, why, why why are you so nice, you know? Exactly, because people need a little push sometimes. Yeah, we really try to, you know, play the role of holding people accountable in in the nicest way that we can. Who's the person in your business who's actually keeping track of who's there and who's not there? It's Xavier and myself. It's just the two of us. And then how do you track them? Well, we only have 200 members and we just know them all and get to know them. And we um, we use MindBody Online as our uh class registration and appointment system. 
And we just, we know when people, you know, we talk about it. Have you seen so-and-so in, in a few days? I mean, you know, our business is our life. So it's everything mm-hmm. we do other than raising three children. Okay. And Xavier, you're a pretty big guy from looking at your picture. <laughs> do you ever actually just go to someone's house and carry them <laughs> to the gym? I actually have showed up at someone's home before and said, hey, I was in a neighborhood. And uh, and they said to me, yeah, but isn't, isn't this about 20 miles out of the way? <laughs> yeah, but I just happened to be in your neighborhood, so I thought I'd stop by to see where have you been. <laughs> and do you have stories or uh, examples where you've had people kind of recommit to things just based on your prompting? Uh, yeah, you know, um, there was a guy, there's a guy that I've trained over my time in Marin which I've been here since 1989, that I've helped lose 20 to 25 pounds twice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And each time he arrived at that number, he thought he could do it by himself. And so I encourage him to do so because I train people so that they can train others. And what I mean by that is so that they can they can own it. They can do it themselves. I'm I'm not the kind of guy that wants to keep people paying me. That's that's not that's not the deal. The deal is to make people um, efficient and independent. So he did this and went off on his own. Probably lasted about a month or two, and then would fall off the wagon. And then I'd run into him, or I'd I'd call him or send him texts, and then and then. I'd run into him and he had put the weight back on and then, you know, we wound up getting together again. So now just recently, um, he's joined our facility and now has become a member again. And largely because I ran into him again and made him feel guilty. And then he, (laughs) and then he came in and he realized that we had all this cutting edge equipment that could help him based on his age, like the biodensity for, for bone health and strength the metabolic assessments to now pinpoint exactly where he should be training and then give him a program based on his metabolic assessment. So he really sees the value and appreciates me even more than he did last time. And I would add that there, we have many, many examples of reconnecting with people who kind of dropped off the map. And then one funny story, John, I just have to tell you really quickly. Xavier, oh, please. Xavier teaches a boot camp class. And we had a situation where one of the Participants in the class um, walked out early, and Xavier would have no part of that and ran after him, jumped on the hood of his car as he was driving out of our parking lot, and got him to come back in. And I just love that story because I think it shows um, my husband's level of commitment. I actually stuck my head in through the, I asked him, I knocked on the window and asked him to roll the window down. And once he did, I put half my body in so that if he was to leave, he'd have to leave with me. And I, okay. <laughs> and I said that to him. I said, I asked where he was going. And he said, he was leaving. I said, well, that's funny because I have another 15, 20 people in there. And if you leave with me, then they're not going to have a, they're going to have an instructor here. So either I'm leaving with you or we're going back in together. So he actually got out of the car and came back in and has been a member ever since. Oh, that's fabulous. People aren't offended by you asking them where they are or why aren't they showing up, are, are, do they? I mean, it's, it's not a problem, is it? No, because I, I think that I do it in such a way that's it's genuine and, and I care and they know that. And I'm not asking them for money. In fact, 
I've actually written checks back to people who I didn't think were really wanting to make the commitment and they just wanted a trainer or a coach that would just let them go through the motions. And I said, I'm not that guy and wrote them a check back and said, I'm not mad at them, but there are plenty of trainers out there that they can find that will just collect the check and be happy if you have no, no change in your body or, or, you have, or you achieve no goal. Have you ever gotten feedback in those situations that was was negative in a way that you said, hey, hey, we should do something different? Not that you communicated with them, but that in the process of communication, you heard something that turned somebody off. Um, you mean in respect to, to getting them to do what they're not wanting to do? Or that they didn't, they all of a sudden, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't coming back, but there was a reason for it, other than the fact that they just didn't want to come back um that uh, something that something that happened or something negative in what you're offering uh, uh-huh. that allowed you to you know i guess you got some feedback and then you acted on it i guess is the question you know i haven't really uh can you think of a time I, I don't i don't think i have you know the other day we had a guy in class in one of my boot camp classes that it was this he's only been this i think this was first or second time and many of the people that have been attending this class have been coming for a while and started with a lower level of conditioning fitness, but now have achieved a lot of success in a, in a much higher level of fitness. Well, he felt that they were sort of running over him because of the ladder drill that we were doing that was, it's, a, it's a, an agility drill. And he was having a difficult time with the coordination of, of the ladder. And so he actually stopped stormed off and said, I'm out of here. And I went and grabbed him and I said, and I explained what I just explained to you about the different levels of fitness and that, and I stopped the class and I pulled everybody together and I said, many of you have come when your level of conditioning wasn't where it is now. Is that right? And they said, yes. I said, and and I would say that we're all in this together and that we're a very supportive group. Is that not true? And they they all said, yes. And I said, and I, then I looked at him and I said, we would we want you to stay and we want to help you achieve your goal and we want to do it together nobody gets left behind and we're in this together and everybody agreed and he stayed and enjoyed the class and i have a class that i'm doing at 9 today and he'll be in it today again i think that speaks to another quality that that was really important to me and that's that we're a family when people really feel like they've joined a community when they come to body by x and and again, that was that was very important to me, um, part of the welcoming um, and and supportive. We we just support our members, and I've I've seen so many friendships um, happen as a result of meeting here. It's it's really one of the mm-hmm. a byproduct that I'm so proud of that people have become friends just from meeting at at the center, which is ultimately form or expression of connection. Mm-hmm. Exactly, connection. It's very much a community here. Of like-minded people doing like-minded things. And you're facilitating it. Yes. Awesome. Okay, so if somebody's in Marin County, how do they find you? They can visit our website by Googling Body by X. Okay, and what city are you in? We are in Corte Madera. Which is where in relation to like San Francisco? It's just about 10 miles north of the Golden Gate Bridge. And I know you guys are, your time is over. Xavier, you've got to run, but I want to congratulate you both on your experiences and what you've got going, and just to let you know that I appreciate having you on the podcast. So, 
Thank you, John, so much. We enjoyed speaking with you. You're a terrific host. Well, thank you. <laughs> and uh, next time I'm out in San Francisco, I will make sure to get over and see you guys. Please do. We'd love that. And if you know of a young lady who recently graduated who would like to move to California, she might be looking for a job. Please. Oh, you, no. sp- you speak of my daughter, Abby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. I guess I should put it out there. I've got an email list with about 9,000 instructors on it. <laughs> <laughs> She's not in the fitness world, surprisingly enough. So, again, Xavier and Nadia McClinton, appreciate having you on. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast, the voice of indoor cycling. You can find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com, and we're in the iTunes Music Store. Search Indoor Cycling and subscribe to our free podcast. Now, if you're like most instructors, you're struggling with finding the time to create the perfect class profile and the music playlist to go with it. If that sounds like you, consider a premium subscription to ICI Pro. We've done all the work for you. Inside ICI Pro, you'll find the largest collection of comprehensive class profiles for teaching conventional classes, classes featuring heart rate, and also power. Contributed by the most diverse collection of master trainers and rock star instructors on the planet. Every profile includes a complete music playlist we guarantee your class will enjoy. Combine ICI Pro with Spotify and you could be ready to teach an awesome class in minutes. Visit IndoorCycleInstructor.com forward slash pro and start your no risk trial subscription today.